to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford joined by nobody this week. Uh, couldn't get anyone to join me on the show, but that's okay. Uh, show must go on. And the games are underway, and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs, and the best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's event, and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pool with Page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. All right, well... Uh, lots happened uh, since our last episode. Uh, unfortunately, it is just going to be me on this week's episode. Couldn't get anyone uh, to join me. Everyone was busy. I'm pretty sure Noah's stuck somewhere up north in Canada with no service. Uh, so, yeah, so just me. So apologies for that. I know these aren't the most exciting episodes uh, to listen to, perhaps. Uh, not that much fun to record either. It's just me talking at my laptop for 20, 30 minutes. Um, sounding like a crazy person. Uh, but lots going on around the league, at least, with free agency and some trades. Um, so there is that to talk about. So no shortage of content uh, for, for this week's episode. Um, but we'll, we'll start off, we'll go through, uh, you know, what the Panthers have kind of done. Um, nothing too major, mostly just getting uh, some guys re-signed. We'll start off with the Sam Bennett deal, four years, four point. Four two five million dollars per year. Uh, an interesting deal, I think. You know, team tweets it out, um, and there's some some very varying opinions on on social media. Um, some people saying it's too much, um, that it's going to be a bad contract in you know a couple years or even in a year, and that the Sam Bennett that we saw in you know his short stint in in Florida so far. Uh, is not what he really is and that he might kind of revert back to, to what he was in Calgary, which was a not all that effective player. Um, to me, I think, well, first of all, um, 
I mean, his track hooker with Florida is excellent, and he's here for another four years. Um, you know, his production was was really, really good down the stretch once they acquired him. Um, is he going to keep up that offense? Uh, he might. He might. He might not. Uh, you know, it could go either way. I think, you know, it might decrease a small amount, um, but I still think he's going to be a really, really effective player for the Panthers. Um, and I think a lot of the, the kind of criticism of this contract is maybe coming from people who didn't watch him all that much in Florida, or they just watched him in the playoffs, saw him get suspended, um, and think it's an overpay because, you know, we've seen what Sam Bennett can do in the playoffs. He did that in Calgary too. Um, but in the regular season, he was phenomenal. Uh, he had some really, really good chemistry uh, on that line with Huberto. Um, so I'm a big fan of this deal. Uh, I'll be honest. And even if, even if the offense dries up a little bit, maybe next year, let's say he's a 50-point player. Well, then you have a 50-point center, or second-line center, who plays a physical style of hockey, who gets in the other team's face, who's no fun to play against. Uh, and I think there's a ton of value in that. And so, yeah, even if the offense is not there, I still think this is an incredibly useful player. And when you look around the league at some other contracts, especially some of the ones that were handed out today in free agency, I think you have a hard time saying that this is a bad deal for the Panthers. I mean, you don't even to look that far. You look at uh, Seattle, who went out and signed uh, former Panthers uh, UFA uh, Alex Wenberg, who had a really, really good bounce back here with the team last year. Um, he was really good on the penalty kill. I loved what you know he did there. Um, and I think he was really useful when Bennett came in and he got bumped down to that third line. But that's a player who's going to be making more than Sam Bennett next year. And I think when you, you look at those two players and what they bring, uh, you know, and I really like Wenberg, but he had a high shooting percentage last year. He had a couple poor years there in, in Columbus. Um, so, you know, which player would you rather have? What amount? I think it's no question the Sam Bennett deal. Um, you know, I would have loved for, you know, Wenberg to, to stick around like a lot of guys have. Um, that just, you know, at that number, I mean, you know, go, go secure the bag, go get paid. Um, I'm more than, you know, I, I wouldn't want uh, the Panthers paying that much. Um, but yeah, I think the Sam Bennett deal, and especially you have, uh, you know, Sam Reinhart coming in, who is also a guy who can play center, he can play on the wing. He's an RFA too. Rumor has it he's looking to be in that six or seven million dollar a year range, um, which I would say is, you know, it's a, it's a little bit high, but, you know, based on his track record and what he's done in Buffalo and, um, you know, It'll be interesting because he's in a much more favorable situation now. How much of his production was maybe limited by Buffalo? He didn't have the greatest uh, line mates, especially this year when Eichel was hurt. Um, and he's still just 25, really fits in with the age group uh, that we have here in Florida. Um, so, yeah, it might be a little high if he comes in around 6 or $7 million. Um, but it's a really good player, and you're going to be getting him for his prime uh, years, uh, most likely. So I think... You know, that's fine and fits in. And some money being moved out. Anton Strawman uh, getting dealt to the Coyotes in, in a cap dump move because that's just what, you know, Arizona's been, been doing the last couple weeks. Because um, I guess Seattle didn't want to do that. So Arizona's like, fine, we'll take everyone's bad contracts. And they just pretty much own, like, most of the second round now. Um, but, you know, I, you know, Anton Strawman seems like a great person. Um you know, I really liked him in, you know, the prime of his career. But, you know, at this stage, what the Panthers are building towards, I think it was, you know, essential to be able to get rid of 
you know, guys like him and Yandel, not just for the flexibility this year, but for, you know, upcoming years when you have guys like Barkov and Huberto that are coming off their very team-friendly deals. Um, so I think, uh, you know, as much as, you know, you, you never want to see, you know, one of your, your players leave, um, I think it was just an absolutely necessary move for this Panthers team that is, you know, going into this win-now mode. Um, other than that, there's also the Brandon Montour signing. Uh, interesting player. I know some of our listeners, not a huge fan of Montour. I know some of them that are. Uh, three and a half million. Um, I would say that's fair. Fair value. Maybe a little bit more than you would like. And I get that there's, you know, there's some defensive issues in his game. I think we saw that, uh, you know, on occasion with his time with the Panthers, even though, you know, he wasn't, you know, he hasn't been here that long. Um, but again, age, he's only 27, right? So you're going to get, you know, really, he's going to be 30 when that contract's up. That is perfectly reasonable in my mind. Uh, I think he plays better when he's sheltered. And I think the Panthers will be uh, able to shelter him more now that, you know, Ekblad's going to be back and he's going to be healthy. Um, so moving on to her down at the end of the day, he's, you know, by all accounts, he's a good teammate. He's very mobile, willing to jump up in the play. And I think um, the fit on the Panthers' back end and the way this team plays, um, I think it's a, it's a really good fit there. And when you look around, like if you didn't if you didn't keep Montour, you're going to have to go out likely and uh, bring someone else in to play play on your back end. Uh, and I think you know in this case, you know you know what you know more about Brandon Montour. You have that information on him. And so it's a bit of, bit of a safer play maybe because you know what you're going to get out of him. Um, you know who he is as a person. And again, the sample size being so small, um, there's also the opportunity for him to become, you know, more integrated into the team. Um, and so I think we'll see, you know, a better Brandon Montour next year and for hopefully the duration of this deal. Uh, so, so I like the move. I don't mind it. Um, I think it's 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 a solid player to keep around, and uh, I'm glad that you know that that's kind of the big theme so far of this offseason that we've seen with the Panthers is that a lot of guys want to stick around, um, and I think that you know like we saw Verhage extend today for four million for the next four years, uh, also great value there, um, you know coming off the the one million dollar a year two year deal that he signed uh, had a terrific year last year. Uh, his points were excellent. His underlying numbers were excellent. It was a really good fit there in the top six. Um, but yeah, having a player like that who's come in and maybe turned you know a lot of heads uh, that wants to stick around, that wants to be a part of this team, and we've seen that with all the players that re-signed in Florida. They can't, you know, they speak so highly of the team that's here, of the culture, uh, the way the team is played, but wanting to win and how they believe that this team. Uh, can be a championship team, um, which is a really good sign because for, for a while, you know, a market like Florida would not necessarily, you know, when, you're, when your team's good, players want to stick around essentially. And the Panthers haven't been that good in recent history. And now they're coming off a good year and you really see, um, you know, what Bill Zito's done putting together this roster and the success that they've had so far. Um, I think is, is a really good sign that, you know, guys like, uh, Bennett and Duclair and Verhage, they want to stick around. They want to be a part of uh, the future here. And I think that's just awesome. And I'm excited to, to see these guys stick around uh, and what they can do, you know, in the next few years here. 
so it'll, it'll be uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm super stoked for, for next season. Um, as I'm sure most of you are going back into that Atlantic division. Uh, obviously a lot of competition, a lot of good teams, a couple not so good teams. Um, and I think I think a lot of the teams in this division that didn't see the Panthers last year, that didn't play them because they weren't in the you know realigned divisions, um, I think they're going to be caught off guard a little bit out of the gate at how good this team is. Um, because this, this team is they're really fucking good. And I don't think maybe Toronto fans or Montreal fans realize how good this team is, how well-rounded they are, and how... You know, they're just, they're continuing to get better. You add Sam Reinhart, you add another year of experience from guys like Owen Tippett and Grigory Denisenko. You add the possibility of Anton Wendell coming in next year. Um, it's just really exciting, to be honest. And, um, you know, looking at today, free agency, uh, we'll talk about that, look around the league, some of the deals that were signed. Panthers kind of staying out of that for the most part, just keeping their guys that they can. Um, which, I'll be honest, I was quite surprised today. Like, it's, I don't know, 7.30 p.m., so I think most deals are, are kind of done now. But I was shocked at the amount of money teams were throwing out there at players, uh, you know, with the flat cap that's going to be there for, you know, the next few seasons. I was shocked at the amount of money that was being thrown at some players. Like, you would never know that that was the, the kind of economic landscape of the league. Uh, so I'm... You know, obviously, there's a couple guys I like that were out there that signed good deals, but for the most part, I think you know if you're Bill Zito and the team, and you're looking at not just next year but the year after when you got to resign some guys, um, I think you got to be really, really you know happy with the off season so far. Uh, in terms of looking around the league at, at some of the deals that were signed, um, right out of the gate, let's just go right to like if I'm talking. Oh, also Max, I'm just looking at the free agents now. Maxine Mammon coming back. I like him, it's, you know, he's a good player. Uh, so, so bringing him back into the fold, that that's always nice. Uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe he can carve out a role if there's injuries. Um, could could be a nice fit. Uh, and I think a really, you know, a solid player. Um, and we'll we'll see, you know, if he can, you know, do something next year. Maybe maybe surprise some people. Um, but looking around the league, um, right out of the gate, I am incredibly confused by by Carolina I'll be honest um I don't know what their their offseason has been a weird one for me because historically um very very good team very well managed drafts well develop you know in recent history uh and then this offseason's just a bit perplexing right over the gate the Tony D'Angelo signing um you know, regardless of how you feel about, you know, his, his personal views and his previous actions, whatever, um, A, I just don't think that's, you know, you're clearly bringing him in to fill, you know, at least some of the hole that's being left by Dougie Hamilton, who I'll talk about in a bit. Um, but to me, you know, on, on a team that prides itself uh, on culture and stuff, and we talked about, you know, Bill Zito's talked at length about how important the Panthers' culture is and how important it is to have good people in your organization – uh, and Tony D'Angelo's had a lot of chances in this league. Um, and, you know, he's been bounced around through quite a few organizations. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how he integrates into that, you know, Carolina team. Obviously, their their management feels that, you know, they can 
you know, get some value out of him. Um, and so we'll, we'll see if that's the case. But again, you know, personal issues aside, I just don't know if that's the, the player I would bring in. I mean, he's all offense, no defense. Um, I, I don't know. So I think I, that's, a, that's a weird move for them. Um, I'm a big Ethan Bear fan, though. They brought in Ethan Bear. I have an Ethan Bear jersey, you know, in my closet right now, which is now uh, outdated. Um, but I, I like I like bringing him in on the back end for them. Um, and then their goaltending, I don't know, they bring back Freddie Anderson. They have Jonathan Bernier, I guess. Uh, I don't know, but for, for kind of a rival team, though, like, I, you know, I, I don't hate what they're doing from a Panthers fan perspective. Um, they've just kind of been, been all over the place for me. Uh, and so we'll, you know, we'll see, but I think that might be a team that has downgraded, you know, this off season, at least so far. Um, some other moves that just like right out of the gate, bit confusing for me. Uh, and I'd love to hear how, you know, you guys are feeling about them right out of the gate, Seattle doing our guy, Chris Drieger dirty by bringing in, uh, Philip Grubauer, I mean, you know, they take Drieger from the Panthers, which is, you know, fantastic for expansion draft purposes. And I think, you know, Drieger, he's become kind of a fan favorite player here in Florida. And I think, you know, a lot of, you know, I think pretty much every, every, you know, Panthers fan was kind of of the mindset of they like Chris Drieger, but they understand that, you know, he, he wasn't going to be able to stick around here. And, you know, I think excited to see him go to a place where he can be that number one guy. You know, they, they, they sign him to that $3.5 million deal, and then Seattle goes out and gets Philip Grubauer, paying him, I don't know, $6 million a year. Uh, so now Drieger's kind of in that battle again for, for, for playing time and to, to get some games. Seattle then moving out uh, Vitek Vanacek. Uh, that one just seems weird. Like, they have they had a lot of cap space. Um, interesting to invest so much of it in net. I mean, they're paying their goalies. I don't know, nine, $9 million now, just over that, 9.4. Uh, which is, I mean, as you know, we know, Panthers are currently committing like $11 million to their goaltending. Just seems like a weird way to disperse your cap space when you have all this flexibility. I mean, that being said, I like Philip Grubauer as a goalie. I think he's a solid goalie. Um, so I don't mind that component of it, but I just kind of feel bad for Driggs right now um, because this seemed like a really good opportunity for him to to seize that starting job uh and he just now now has a bit more competition other than that uh other deals that were like i i just kind of you know caused me to cause some shock uh, linus olmark five million dollars a year boston bruins um well i love it because you know division rival and that's all that's a lot of money and they're clearly identifying him as their their goalie of the future, and he had a really good year there. I mean, I get a nine seventeen save percentage playing behind that Buffalo Sabres team. Highly impressive, but uh, not the biggest sample size, not the biggest track record of being a, a top top goalie, and that's what they're paying him to be right now. Uh, be interesting to see if it works out, um, but I am not sold at least at this point. Um, looking around, we'll, we'll check in on, you know, some other stuff happening around the division because, you know, when you're looking at what Ford is doing, it's always good to keep an eye on, you know, who their potential competition will be for playoff spots. Um, Buffalo, I say we just ignore. I mean, I don't think that's a playoff team, although I am waiting for that Jack Eichel trade to happen. Can't wait for that. Um, 
Same goes for the Senators. Um, you know, making some nice move. Former Panther Evgeny Dadanov off to Vegas. See how he does there. Um, but I think those are two teams. I'd throw Detroit in there too, where I'm, I'm thinking, you know, they, they, I think they've gotten better, but I don't think they're anywhere close to being playoff competitive. And I think of those three, I think the closest right now is probably Ottawa with some of the good young players they have there. Um, Toronto, uh, losing some good players uh, this offseason, which I think was, was inevitable. Zach Hyman, um, who secured the bag in Edmonton, good for him. Really long contract, especially for a player that age and who plays the way he does. But um, hardworking player, and I think it's a really good fit there in Edmonton, at least in the short term. Um, so I don't hate that that much, uh, but that's I think I think that's a big loss for for the Leafs because I think Zach Hyman is one of those players that sets the tone for that team in terms of work ethic, um, and, and you know being able to grind out some of those games, some some tight checking games. Um, so that, that I think that's going to be missed. Uh, I love that they brought in. Okay, I don't love it. I think it's a really good. Uh, I think a really good addition was uh, Michael Bunting. Um, who is kind of similar to Hyman, kind of a Hyman light, like a really watered down version of Zach Hyman, um, but he comes in really, really cheaply. Uh, so I think I think that's a nice add. But as a whole, they lose Freddie Anderson, replace him with Mrazek. Uh I don't know if I could definitively say that that team got better. I mean, they they weren't able to re-sign Nick Foligno, uh, so I'm not I'm not sold. On entirely what the Leafs have done this offseason uh, in terms of trying to finally get past that first round uh, hurdle um, and I think that's that's good news for, for Panthers fans um, because I look at Toronto right now as a very top-heavy team I think their depth is slow uh, their defense is you know they got some nice pieces um, but the, you know they have lapses every now and again um, so I think that's good news uh, for, for Panthers fans uh, and then we'll go right to Montreal, where, you know, interesting, interesting decision. Uh, their owner, Jeff Molson, putting out a statement in the first hour of free agency. Interesting timing. Awfully convenient. Maybe try to bury it in the news cycle. Don't think it worked. I think everyone pretty much noticed that that's what they were trying to do. Um, their kind of approach to free agency seemed very... Very obviously, if they lose Phil to no, I think that's a huge loss for them. Uh, it gives them two, you know, young centers down the middle who, again, you know, they have some experience, but not a ton. Um, I think Nick Suzuki's a terrific player. But Jesperi caught Konyami, some inconsistencies, um, you know, when he was in and out of their lineup in the playoffs. Uh, so they're kind of banking on those guys uh, to, to step up. We'll see if that happens. They're going to be missing Shea Weber next year. So they bring in a guy like David Savard, who to me is a guy who like his reputation kind of slowly grew and grew and grew. And he got this reputation as like, oh, like a really good, like big two-way defenseman. And then as that kind of happened, his play kind of dipped a bit. And so I think um, his reputation is and his how people think of him is maybe a bit better than he actually is on the ice, at least in, at this stage of his career. Uh, and they're paying him three and a half. Uh, so, you know, David Savard, Brandon Montour, same kind of cap hit, very different style of players. Um, and I think, actually, I think both players kind of fit uh, 
the the style that both teams play pretty well. Um, so I think that's that's an okay ad, I think. But with the loss of Weber, does it make them better? No. But then Montreal went out and added Louis Belpedio, who is fine, fringe player. And then they went out and signed Mike Hoffman, who Panthers fans will know well, pretty much the definition of an empty calorie scorer. I mean, he pretty much just scores on the power plate, not that effective at five on five. Um, and they're paying four and a half for that. So again, four and a half for Mike Hoffman. Like, Mike Hoffman and Alex Wenberg, two former Panthers who are making more than any contract that's been given out to a Panthers player so far this offseason. And when you look at the guys that are around and when you look at those two guys, I think the Panthers are doing a really, really good job of managing their cap. I think four and a half for what Mike Hoffman brings you uh, in terms of on-ice product, I think is a bit too much. I mean, yes, he scores on the power play, but a lot of guys score on the power play. It's much easier to score on the power play. Um, so not all that impressed with that signing. I don't know how much the needle uh, moves there. Um, and then again, I'm looking at the list here. There's some just crazy deals. Braden Point resigns in Tampa Bay. Of course he does. Like, it's so tough because, like, fuck the lightning, but Braden Point's so good, right? And it's absolutely painful. But good Alberta boy, too, from back home, so gotta, gotta like that. But that's just, I, you know, you hate to see it, right? Um, but yeah, just some, some weird, you know, some questionable, questionable deals going around. Forgot to mention, too, talking about Montreal, they also added uh, Chris Weidman, who some of you might remember, I believe, from that Ottawa Senators taxi video. Um, he had a good year, though, last year overseas, so maybe he comes back uh, and, you know, ha has a bounce-back year. We will see. Uh, but, okay, looking at all the deals that have been signed, I'm going to give my picks for best and worst contracts handed out today. And, you know, there are a couple options. I'll probably list a couple for each. Um, but uh, let's just, let's go into them. I'll go with my best deal of the day, um, which in my mind is Dougie Hamilton going to the New Jersey Devils. Um, biggest name out there on free agency, without question. Uh, biggest name out there. Um and I think New Jersey, like, that's just, like, very on brand for Dougie Hamilton. Like, I've never been to New Jersey. I know not that much about it. Garden State, I believe. But, you know, my thoughts on it doesn't seem like that interesting of a place. Like, if you're, like, you know, a hockey player and you want to go out for some, you know, great nightlife, whatever. Doesn't seem like that kind of place. That seems very on brand for Dougie Hamilton. Um, and I think it's a great landing spot for him in terms of, you know, the pieces that they already have there. And the cost is a lot, $9 million a year for seven years. But when you look at around the league, at, you know, what some other guys are getting, for example, the easiest comparable right out of the gate is probably the Seth Jones deal. Seth Jones is making half a million dollars a year more than Dougie Hamilton will be. And I think there's actually a significant gap between the two players. I really like Dougie Hamilton. Um, I think he's one of the better defensemen in this league. 
I think Seth Jones is one of those players whose reputation maybe, again, is that of a better player than what he actually brings. Coming off a down year, though, so he could bounce back a little bit. Um, but I think when you compare it to, to how good Dougie Hamilton is and to some of the other bigger defensive deals that were signed, um, I think that's a phenomenal deal uh, for them. Uh, other deals that I really liked... Um, it's tricky because free agency, like typically, like there aren't that many good deals, right? Like that's the whole thing because it's open market, so most guys get overpaid, get more than uh, than they're actually worth, right? That's just the nature of the scenario. Nothing wrong with that, um, you know. Players getting paid. Um, for me, ooh, it's tricky. It's tricky. I think. Ooh, I'm looking around. Okay. I think, I think the Pius Suter deal in Detroit is actually pretty solid. 25 years old. I can't believe Chicago didn't qualify him. Um, but I think that's a really solid player. I thought he was really, really good in his rookie year. Uh, last year in Chicago, uh, he probably won't have the same caliber of players around him in Detroit. Um, comes in at $3.25 million a year for two years. And I think that's a player where you look at it as like, hey, maybe we got a good one here. Um, it's not exactly a bargain they got him on, uh, but I think opportunity-wise, I think he's going to have, you know, I think in terms of the player himself, I think that's a really good player, and I think that's fine value. Uh, other deal I really like, uh, Derek Ryan to the Edmonton Oilers to be their third-line center. Um, part of the okay, so like, I think that's really good value for Derek Ryan, $1.25 million a year for two years. Older player, though, 34 years old, so... We will see how that kind of plays out, but I'm gonna give them to I'm gonna give that one to Edmonton because frankly they they kind of need it because you know some questionable decisions uh, being made lately perhaps in the minds of some people including me. Um, worst deal of the day. Okay, we'll go to that. We'll move to worst deal of the day. Um, I would say ooh, there's some tough ones. There's some tough ones because there's. You know, there's some good players who signed for maybe a bit too much. There's some bad players who signed for, you know, yeah, like it's 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 a weird one. I'll say uh, the Cody CC one at Edmonton. I think Cody CC is not very good, and four years of Cody CC is big yikes from me in my mind. Don't know what what others are thinking, but not a fan of that. I would also, in terms of not a great deal, I'd probably throw Alex Wenberg's in there uh, for Seattle. I mean, they had the cap space to do it, and I like Alex Wenberg, probably a good person, who knows. Um, so he's getting paid, good for him. But that is a lot of money for a guy who was bought out you know, a year ago, who had a bounce-back year. But again, the shooting percentage, always a concern uh, for me especially when it kind of just comes out of nowhere. Um, so I'm not a huge, huge fan uh, of that one, but I like Alex Wenberg, so I hope I hope he does well there. And not a ton of competition for him in terms of playing time right now. Um, so not too bad. Other deals, again, Mike Hoffman, I think it's too much. Um, Linus Olmark, I like Linus Olmark. I think it's too much. Um, Phil Grewauer one just because like I feel bad for Drieger not great um, 
And then other like other than that, like it's weird. There's a lot of money being thrown around today at a lot of players. Uh, I would say okay. I would also say in terms of deals that I don't like, I would say uh, Tucker Pullman in Vancouver. I know it's only two point five, but listen, like Canucks fans, if you're listening, I mean, you have yet to sign Hughes and Pedersen, and you're just spending a ton of cap money on a lot of defensemen that aren't that good. So I don't know, like, have the Canucks gotten better like this off season? Their forwards, absolutely. Their defense, I don't know. Maybe, and I'm still waiting again to see what what Patterson and Hughes are gonna get. But they're not giving themselves a ton of room to to do that. Um, so I'm interested to to see kind of how those two RFA contracts play out. Other deal, Tony D'Angelo again. Why, like? Again, regardless of what you think of Tony Angel as a person, again, just like why I get he puts up offensive numbers, but Carolina, like you had a front row seat to watch like Sebastian Ajo absolutely dance on him in the playoffs. Um, again, and you're you're bringing this guy in along with Ethan Bear to replace Dougie Hamilton. I don't see that happening. I think that's a big downgrade for them, but they saved some cap money there. Um, but questionable and there's been a lot of you know outrage from maybe some some hurricanes fans on, on twitter uh who are not happy with that deal and um i think the team is probably going to get some blowback for this this signing uh and so to me it just seems like you you know that that's gonna be a signing that is gonna upset a lot of people and it just doesn't seem worth it to bring in Anthony D'Angelo, at least at this point. Um, so that one's probably got to be there too. Um, but other than that, like, I, yeah, I think a lot of teams made some interesting moves around the league. Uh, and again, the Panthers staying out of it for the most part so far. I can imagine. I don't think they're done yet for this offseason. Definitely some, some moves to still be made. I imagine maybe they'll wait a couple days, see if there's a couple names still floating out there. There are still some still some big names floating out there uh, right now, mainly Brandon Saad, Thomas Tatar. Those players haven't signed anywhere. I don't imagine that Florida is a likely landing spot for them, but there might be some other names on that list of free agents who, you know, they're sitting out there, they're waiting it out, and they just kind of, you know, get left out of all the action and that might be an opportunity for Florida to come in and say, look, we, we can give you not a lot of money, but, you know, no income tax. And so that, that could be, you know, a contributing factor. And they can come in here and they can, uh, you know, kind of earn the, uh, earn a bigger deal maybe next offseason. Um, so I could see them kind of just waiting it out and just seeing if there's any names kind of left, you know, in a week or so that might be willing to take a, a big cap hit to come to a competitive team, um, a great place to play, nice weather. I mean, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to play for the Florida Panthers right now. Like, I honestly don't. Like, if you're a player out there, why would you not want to play for this team? The weather's great. The team's great. The vibes are at an all-time high. The fan base is phenomenal. I mean, and there's no, like, incredibly, like, prominent, like, media pressure like Toronto or Montreal. So if I'm a free agent player, I'm thinking, you know, Florida's looking pretty nice right now. Maybe I take, you know, a huge, huge hit on my cap hit and just come down there, have some fun, 
and you know maybe mess around and win a cup who knows um looking at those names though like i'll throw out some names of guys that maybe i'd like to see brought in you know just as like a low risk kind of thing uh obviously the panthers super deep right now and the priority's got to be sam reinhardt um but if you're you're looking around maybe you want you know some more competition on the right side why not you know there's andre cash is a guy i really like his player his play is kind of dropped off due to injuries um but i still really like that player um other names out there i mean could they bring back eric good branson former panther probably not let's hope not um but some names out there for sure um that i think might be nice low cost depth ads uh maybe a bit later in the off season so we'll kind of see where the chips fall uh, i'm sure as i recorded this episode i'm like pretty sure there's been like several deals signed um probably and i'm sure we'll see a lot more of that in the coming days but as of right now Panthers seem to be content with keeping a lot of the same guys around and bringing in Reinhardt. Um, so we'll wait and wait for that deal to finally happen with Reinhardt, see what the AAV comes in at. Um, but so far, I you know I love what the Panthers are doing this offseason. And I'm excited for next year. Back in the Atlantic Division. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Going to be a great time. But... Thank you to everyone tuning in, listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm going to end it here because it's like 37 minutes and I don't think anyone wants to hear me talk for much longer than this. Uh, But I appreciate everyone who did. So thank you for tuning in. We will be back next Monday with a brand new episode and definitely we'll have someone else on the show with me so we don't have to do this again. Uh, So thank you and we'll see you then.